Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is believe. Okay. All right now, I'm ready we, when you are. What do we do? We get uh, intro, intro, intro music. Oh. Corey Pauls is back at quarterback now. Good morning, good afternoon, or good evening. Welcome to another episode of Something's Brewing. How's everybody doing? Episode number 45, after a little hiatus. On behalf of myself and producer Dan, I'd like to personally apologize for that. Sometimes you just need to take a little break, uh, but it's also not because we didn't try. <laughs> I can tell you that right now. So, hello, people. Hi, producer Dan is still here. What have we been doing though? That's a well. You you're always doing something. I haven't done anything. I just sit when we're not you're recording. Just, you're I, just getting ready. There's a box that I sit in, <laughs> and I just wait. Well, I'm glad you're still here. I'm glad you oh, made is this it. The show. So, okay. episode number forty five brought to you by EightSleep.com. Let's talk about sleep. We need eight hours of sleep. What's the one of the biggest problems? Temperature. Tough to get good sleep when you're too hot. I want to tell you about the eight the pod by eight sleep. It's a high-tech bed designed specifically to help you achieve optimal sleep fitness. Developed by leading sleep researchers after tracking 43 million hours of sleep, combining dynamic temperature regulation and sleep tracking to enhance your rest and recovery, it learns your sleep habits and adjusts the temperature automatically, artificial intelligence in the bedroom. Sleep longer and deeper so you wake up refreshed and ready to take on the world. Try the sleep pod for 100 nights, and if you don't love it, we'll, they'll refund your purchase and arrange a free pickup for a limited time. Get $150 off your purchase when you go to 8sleep.com slash pro, 8sleep.com slash pro, 8sleep.com slash pro. Yeah. And don't forget to follow us on somethingsbrewing.com, Instagram at somethingsbrewing, or shoot us an email to Corey at somethingsbrewing. I have been a little more active on Instagram, if you noticed. Yeah, you have. Yeah, look out. Wow. Um, and producer Dan, what how, what have you been really doing during the break besides sitting in a box waiting? Anything really? Nothing. I don't. I can't think of anything. Okay. I'm sure I've done. I'm, I'm sure I've done something. Okay. Well, it'll come to you. Yeah, it'll come to me. <laughs> so we don't have a number favorite forty-five of all time what? this week. Yeah, it was. They were. There was not even a, not even an honorable mention. Okay. Wow. So with that, we are off. <laughs> Guess what? That's the only one we forgot. Yeah, we have these big production meetings before the show <laughs> where Corey makes sure I have all the sounds ready. And uh, we kind of forgot that one. So can I just make it with my mouth this week? And yeah. Then... Wait, how's it go? Okay, so quick UCLA recap and updates. Do you, do you have the UCLA fight song? Thank you. Jesus. Dan, Dan restarted his operating system, and he yeah. claims, in air quotes, <laughs> that he lost all of our sound recordings. So next thing you know, a production wow. meeting that was supposed to take X yeah, amount of time seconds. took 3X. Yeah. Uh, but he, we're, we forgive him. Um, so, by the way, I forgot to mention you know, our last, last episode that we did a year ago. <laughs> um, like literally. Yeah. It was, it it was, was the day year. before. Yeah. Um, so I forgot to mention one thing, that UCLA, during that last decade, you know, we did the decade thing at the end. Yeah. They actually won the most national championships in the decade at 13. 
Total. Oh, really? Yeah, so I thought that was kind of cool. And, you know, we all, everybody likes to hear a little bit of UCLA at the beginning of the show. Absolutely. Um, with that being said, right now our women's basketball team is ranked number 10. The women's tennis team is ranked number 4. The men's tennis is ranked number 10. The gymna- gymnastics team um, was is ranked number 3. Watch out for Kyla Ross, by the way. She, oh, yeah, she's yeah. a future Olympian. Uh, number 3 women's water polo team. But our basketball team still sucks. Our record is 10-10. and 10. Uh, Sharif O'Neal, Shaquille O'Neal's uh, son, actually transferred from UCLA, for those of you that missed that and uh you know our football team ended up not ranked so i bring that up because for the first time the little and unfortunately got a little bit of a, a negative news on on ucla here so this was interesting for the first time since 2004 the ucla athletic department ended the 2019 fiscal year in a deficit okay in 2004 was the last time that the, the athletic department operated at a deficit right you have yeah, a budget okay. and you bring in money right you right, gotta right. try and not be in the red okay 2004 was the last time they were in the red and they were only in the red by one hundred sixty-four thousand dollars. for 2019 they were in the red by 18.9 million Okay. Oh. Yeah. All right. So. Whoa, wait yes. a minute. So really? we, we only generated 108 million dollars in revenue against 127 million dollar uh, uh, in expenses for the 12 month period, including Chip Kelly's first season as football uh, coach, and that and obviously the, the the tumultuous basketball deal with Steve Alford being dismissed. So uh, you know our AD is Guerrero's been here since 2002. Um, uh, obviously, he's been the tar- target of frequent criticism by you know UCLA fans. Uh, he's uh, he did announce his retirement. That's happening in June. Uh, he re- he issued a statement on the budget saying fiscal responsibility has been a hallmark of UCLA athletics and being almost completely self funded while growing the budget from 42 million in 2002 to 130 million currently has been a point of pride. The deficit. Is it's all the more stunning because literally our past problems with the budget have been we have had zero problems. So he he goes on to mention a confluence of events over the past two years led us to this point. And while it is unusual for us, we expect this shortfall to be mitigated. The investments made into our football and men's basketball program will pay off. Ticket sales will normalize and one time expenses will be paid. So at the end of the day, you know, football, if football and basketball suck, it's hard for it to work all right our our olympic sports are fantastic and we treat them better so we and we spend more for their travel than we've ever spent before mm. right yeah, so the true. expectations on them and then a little bit of a, a a little bit of one more shot that is was shocking to me so expenses under um chip kelly for, for since from him compared to a fiscal year versus mora have gone up by 30 percent oh okay and just in one piece so you know, it's it's like um, well documented that Chip Kelly cares about nutrition, but this is how much he cares about nutrition. Oh no! So in oh, fiscal no. year 2017, okay, we we they spent just under one million dollars on f- food for the football team. Okay, okay, okay. In the first full year under Chip Kelly, which was this year, 2019. Yeah. So we spent a million nine hundred ninety-seven thousand. The, the last year of Mora. Okay. The first full year under Chip Kelly, they spent five point four million. Oh, okay. So over five times <laughs> more on food. Well, they always say that buying organic costs more. I mean, but, but is Jesus. it that much more? Really? Right. What is? What are they buying? Yeah, like, and maybe we should be feeding them. Maybe we should not feed them that anymore. 
Maybe. I don't know. So well, just what, a little. Seriously, is it all catered now? Like what is well, it was, happening? It's always been there? catered. Like you, we had training table. You know, you, you as, a, as yeah, an athlete, right. you yeah, get you, like you literally, you, you football players fed. can eat three meals a day and they're fed. Like it's, it's, but we're not talking about, you know, highly tuned CIA operatives with, <laughs> with, you know, uh, you know, R and D like you know, right. research and development right. on these crazy drugs to make them into killers. Right. right. Like, right. You know, it's not it's like a, a CIA right. movie. Chicken and, and Yeah. You would yeah. think you're like meat and potatoes. Right. Right. I mean, where are we getting them? Anyway, I just thought Mars. that that was crazy, and uh, you know, with that, we probably won't bring up UCLA again for the rest of the shows. For those of you that don't, so for those, <laughs> those of you that only you tune in, skip to another podcast. Yeah, it's, it's something's <laughs> brewing in life, not just UCLA Bruins. All right, okay. So with that, I want to move into the rest of the college football uh, ending of the of the season. So give me a little John Belushi, would you? So the college football season ended with the national championship game in New Orleans. Okay, which I was in attendance for. For those of you that follow me on Inst- follow us, sorry Dan, on Instagram. Okay, um, want, want a big thank you to uh, Mister Sign for uh, for the tickets for my tickets to the game. Uh, actually, was in my huge big time Clemson attire. I went with an LSU uh, old friend and fan, uh, Mister Panagos, and he was so fired up and so stoked. He actually went to LSU, so he showed me around the French Quarter, uh, and we stayed on Bourbon Street for. And I dubbed I dubbed the uh, the game the tiger tango okay yeah, oh, really? so clemson tigers versus the lsu tigers did you right, like that right. i mm. should have made a shirt but i kept it yeah, mostly something's brewing stuff but uh what an experience you know if you've if i'm sure many of you have been to bourbon street but i will say this i'm never staying on bourbon street again <laughs> okay oh, yeah? when i dropped my luggage off at the hotel one of the first things i saw was literally a 65-year-old you know, uh, gentleman. He was in good shape, but all he had on was a banana hammock with an LSU tiger's tail coming out of his rear end oh, okay. and a giant like tiger hat. Yeah, and, and that's, that's it. it. Okay. And that's it. And beads, like it wasn't even Mardi Gras, and people were go, you know, flashing oh, really? their, their, really? their breasts for beads. I, I was like, it's, I couldn't wow. get over it. And then you see how dirty the street is, you know, at 4 a.m. And then come 7 a.m., like 6 o'clock in the morning, they literally just drive through with like a snowplow <laughs> and snowplow all up. the garbage, yeah. wow. which is like you're not cleaning anything. No, you're, you're just, just pushing of, it around. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And then they do it again. I, I just and now wow. and everyone says well you're just not in the right areas of New Orleans like it's it's like there's all kinds of like really upscale blah 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 I'm thinking yeah but Bourbon Street's Bourbon Street apparently so right? I mean I had been there before but it had been a while and I remembered why I don't necessarily love to stay for a long time so uh, at the end of the day though I really thought Clemson was going to win that game but LSU proved me wrong again for the last time in, in our college football season mm-hmm. Dan mm-hmm. Um, and mm-hmm. Joey Heisman played like one and Trevor Lawrence did not play well in a big game for the first time in his two-year career the dude has now lost once Okay, so I am not off the Trevor Lawrence bandwagon, but Joey Burrow Heisman did play unbelievable, and that team was legit. Over 600 yards of total offense, Um, and can you bring up one of the greatest voices in sports, please, Dan? From someone from here who represents it. That's what it's all about. I grew up wanting to be the head coach at LSU. I'm so proud for the state of Louisiana. We've had support from the governor, from the president, from everybody that loves LSU. I'm just so happy for the people from Louisiana. But you got to give the credit to 
football team, man. They've been working for one year. They deserve this day. Oh, all right, that's God, good. I love that guy's so, voice. I mean, I mean, seriously, <laughs> like, I mean, it's it's actually kind of an easy voice to do. If, yeah, when you think oh, about yeah, it. I think it's right now. Well, I, I mean, can you do it as good as as well as I can? No, I can't. Okay, so maybe I'm, I, maybe I can't do it. Maybe I'm pretty good at it. You're pretty good at it. Yeah. <laughs> so, all right. So, a couple other highlights on the trip. Mm-hmm. So, I I land uh, at um, uh, I forget what the name is. It's MSY is the is the air traffic control code, but I forget the actual name of the of the airport in New Orleans. So, I literally walk off of off of a Southwest flight, and the first person I run into in the airport is Drew Brees. Okay. okay. So Drew Brees is with his wife, and I immediately thought, like, he's literally five feet in front of me, walking past me, and you walk out of the gate, and now you're going to get in the the line of people and find the first bathroom, right? Okay. Like like you usually do? Well, yeah. So I I see it's Brees, and I immediately thought, what the fuck is he doing in the airport? Why is he not on on a private jet, jet, right? uh, So I come to find out later that he's, like, gone on record stating that flying private is bad for the environment. And so he's going to, he's committed to flying commercial. And I thought, you know what? Good for you. You're a moron. Okay. (laughs) So, so anyway, so I'm like, I'm literally, I think I'm walking behind him thinking, okay, he's going to keep going. I got to go to the bathroom, but he's, he's actually, I can tell he's going to the bathroom too. Uh So I wait, I'm like two people behind him in line to stand at the urinals. Okay. So naturally I, I let it happen naturally. I didn't, I didn't say anything to him yet. I let it happen naturally. He goes in. Hit on him? He, yeah, well, he goes and gets into his stall, okay. and then I wait. And the the next one from when it was my turn is the stall next to him. So then I go stand now in the you stall. You mean like a urinal? Yeah, urinal with yeah. a little divider. Yeah, just right? bare, not, not a full. Yeah, exactly. Stall. Right? And by yeah. the way, I'm taller than him, just for the record. Really? So yeah. So then, so then I'm st- I'm staring at the wall, peeing, not making eye contact, and I just say like to the wall, mm-hmm. "Hey, I bet." And this was after they had lost, right? So we'll sure. get to the NFL recap later. Right, right. And I just look at the wall. I say, you know, I, I bet, I, I wish you were playing this weekend probably almost as much as you do. You know, he's like, okay. oh, tell me about it. So he walks out. People are still have not, I have like very, I've saw of, of like 50 people that he's walked by so far. Right. I've only seen two people recognize him. Okay. Seriously. Fast forward. I walk what, out. Does he have to be in his jersey? Right. Well, it's like he's still Drew Brees in his right. hometown. Freaking. Yeah. You know, he's the, the New Orleans quarterback for freaking <laughs> years. Right. So anyway, I go find my buddy and I'm walking and I'm telling him the story. I'm like, dude, freaking Drew Brees. I pissed right next to him. I, you know, I, I wanted to talk to him more and say, you know, I was a right. big fan of yours at Purdue. Like I thought it was a little awkward as we're both holding well, our yeah. Cups, you know? yeah, yeah. So, uh, you know, he's like, no way. So then we get down by our luggage because he's flying commercial. He comes by again. Oh, yeah, he's got to go to bed. Yeah, so my buddy goes straight up to him, gives him a good handshake, and he still has not been really recognized. Really? It was shocking to me. <laughs> but in the whole time, he keeps moving his thumb almost like, not. I'm not saying that he wanted people to recognize him, but he, this guy is but either yeah, that committed to fixing his finger, you know, because his thumb was screwed up. <laughs> you know, like he's literally standing in line, moving his hand like very like, adamantly. On. Right. And I just was shocked about how, how few people actually recognized him. Uh, but You'd again, think he'd be mobbed. Yeah, it was. It was. That's but wild. the whole experience was awesome. Uh, a big shout out to my new Clemson friends. Uh, I haven't got any of your emails yet, though. Which uh, you know, I just want to maybe you didn't get the right email or it got lost in the mail. Uh, but so don't be shy because I'm definitely coming to Clemson, like we talked about for a home game next year. And you guys all told me how your tailgate is better than mine. So Uh-oh. I need to see that. So get that email out. And one more side note. On, on, on the game so we had great great seats beautiful club level you know oh, vip yeah. deals fantastic oh, yeah. had a great time again with my buddy we're literally 
thousands of seats in the stadium, right? I think 80-some thousand seats. I sit behind. The seats that we end up getting are directly behind the Kansas, University of Kansas athletic director, okay? (laughs) Okay. So that member acts where Eric Chenoweth went. Yeah. So I realized, like, a couple people were walking up the steps where, like, 30th row, right at 50-yard line. Yeah. And a couple people were saying, stopping and saying hi to this guy. And I, like, overheard, like, enough to realize this is the Kansas athletic director. So I text Eric and you know channel with i say hey you know do you know him he's like are you kidding me just sends me a picture of like him <laughs> and the ad at like a bar in oh, yeah, lawrence yeah. kansas late at night where the the little the little ad he's like you know your size is trying to box out Chenoweth. and i so i just take the phone i don't have said anything to this guy yet and i put the picture in front of his face <laughs> Oh seriously? And he just looks at it like, "Are like, you fucking kidding me?" Heck? Like that's yeah. not a that's not a picture on social media. Yeah, that's like just I didn't like, get that on Google. Right, right, exactly. <laughs> and so then you think about how random is that, and that's when you have one of that mo- that moment of yeah, this is like, like things are things are coming together, right? Exactly. Um, and so then I want to talk a little bit more, uh, one more, one more thing. So you, you ever heard the phrase "land yep"? It's like in some what? some no. Well, anyway, it's no. it's, a, it's like a what creole phrase. It, oh, you, okay. It's a no. creole no. phrase that means something extra or gift. Okay, a friend of mine got uh, had his bachelor party in New Orleans years ago, and I made hats for everybody, and I put lanyap on the side. Lanyap. It's actually spelled a a a l a g n i a p p e, but it's it's pronounced lanyap, and it's like a it's like a, a slang phrase. For and Creole slang phrase for something a little something extra, you know, like that's the whole okay. point of Nolans. So, with that being said, did you you didn't see this, but many people did. How ridiculous was Odell Beckham pulling out, you know, the like appearing to pull out a bunch of cash to give to LSU players? That's a, one of the NFL guys that mm-hmm. was wide receiver. That's you know crazy. Yeah. Then he and then the warrant gets put out for his arrest. <laughs> okay, Oops. for hitting a cop on the ass. In the locker room, which also oh. gets caught on tape, and you see the the cop turn around, like wanting to, right? Like, are you fucking kidding me, dude? Right. Like, but at the same time, like, what are you doing, slapping a police officer really hard on the ass in the locker room? In the locker room, it's like, dude, so you're in a locker room and there's a cop in there in uniform. Yes. Yeah, so my and point, you slap that. Yeah. That's your first. How yeah, about it's just ridiculous. Okay. So you know, he makes he makes you know, the social media blows up about Odell right. Beckham. You know, so that was my point about land yap and something a little extra, which brings me to you know, obviously, my bookie. Okay, so (laughs) it's an exciting time for sports. Without a doubt, people are going to be looking to get into the action. We have the best place for you to go, mybookie.com. If you're the kind of guy who likes to bet a little and win a lot, try a parlay. That's like me. Mm-hmm. For instance, you liked a couple big favorites this week. Parlays are perfect because they let you bet multiple t- games together for a much bigger payout. My bookie has more lines and better odds than any other sports book around. If you join now, they'll match your deposit halfway all the way up to 1000 That means if you deposit 2000 you get an extra 1000 in free money to play with. If you, All you got to do is go use the promo code BLV. For Believe, BLV, to activate the offer. Once again, that's promo code BLV to get your extra cash from my bookie. Bet, win, get paid. Nice. All right. Let's keep it moving, Dan. Let's Shall move we? the chains over to the rest of the sports update. Give me that song, would you? I am so glad that you didn't lose the song. 
<laughs> I'm so glad you found that song, Dan, because if we, song. I don't think I could get through a whole show with that. All right, when, so when we have our big show, you know, on ESPN or whatever, someday. can that just be the theme song? Well, that the talk about is getting sued. That I mean, some that's somebody's intro. No, we no that we have that. That's, that's free. That's one of the few songs we play on the show that we actually own? That we actually have or permission have, to. Pr- yeah. Okay, all right. Yeah. Well, in that case, that's going to be our entry. Yeah. Okay, so uh, uh, tennis. The Australian Open. By the way, have you seen the fires? Holy cow! We haven't really talked about that much. Wow, uh, it's you know, like yeah. it's one of the bigger natural disasters, uh, yeah. uh, you know, ever. Yeah. Right. Uh, and if anyone can empathize with that, it's Californians. But holy cow, that is like it's it's bad. It's, it's worse. Really bad. You know, much and, worse. Yeah. And we talked about climate change, and I'm not trying to. I'm not a climate change hater, or I'm not saying anything other than the fact that I did love when people were talking about how climate change was the reason, and then a couple of weeks later they found out that arson started it. So just, well, that's the name of the arsonist. <laughs> Climate His name is climate change. change. He's like yeah. he just wants to, he just starts fires so that people right. can argue about climate change, exactly. and he laughs all the, laughs laughs. Yeah, all the way. Like, I'm on TV. Again. <laughs> you guys are fighting over it. Good okay, night. so Australian Open. Uh, yeah. uh, Nadal lost to Theme in the quarters, which was unexpected. I did watch Djokovic beat Federer today uh, um, uh, in straight sets in the semifinals. Mm. Yeah. I mean, Djokovic looks fantastic. I mean, Federer had a chance in in uh, the first uh, the first set. And still in the second set, but then after that, it was it was over. Um, Zverev and Theme play tomorrow in the in the other semis, and then a big shout out to American Sophia Kennan. Okay, hadn't heard of her, so she was 14th ranked American mm-hmm. gr- woman. Mm-hmm. She's playing in the finals on Saturday against Marjine Margaruza of yeah. Spain. So hey, maybe we got Sophia Kennan coming in, uh, a big name. Hopefully she wins. Uh, from a professional golf standpoint, the PGA is back in action. They've had a couple tournaments. The Waste Management Open uh, got kicked off today. Today is Thursday. Um, I'm not going to be at the Waste Management Open this year for the first time in many years. But um, so far, uh, uh, who Billy Horschel leads after round one. Um, shout out to all the Thunderbirds. I know you guys are going to miss me, although I haven't gotten a text message saying, where the hell are you? Oh, so, I'm, I'm sure it's just a you know, and thing. I didn't tell anybody I wasn't coming. Rising so I'm sure, I'm sure they'll realize that I'm no, not absolutely. there soon. Right. Right. I just, imagine, yeah. but maybe not. Uh, my ego has been deflated a, a few times over the last few weeks, which I'll probably trickle out as the show goes on. <laughs> but I do want to say this. I predict Keegan Bradley will win the Waste manage o- Management Open. Yeah. And I'm also uh, in, in a foreshadow. I'm excited to uh, attend the Genesis Open at Riviera, Tiger yeah. Woods' uh, tournament. Yeah. Um, I popped for a huge uh, VIP scenes. I got two VIP behind-the-scenes the tickets for every day. Uh, wow. Shout-out for the legends for making that happen. Or really just accepting my money. Um, on the NHL front, <laughs> yeah, the Blackhawks have made a good push over since the last our last show. They're yeah. actually one spot out of the wild card hunt. So I want you to know that. Okay. The I Vegas know. Knights are in the wild card as of right now. Of course, we have over halfway to go in the season, but it is good to see two of our favorite teams back, except the Kings are still last place in the NHL. They really are. They are. They suck. They've Come won on. they've won eighteen games, I think. All right. NBA, the Bucks still own the best record. Lakers still have the second best record. And another piece of news from an NBA standpoint, besides the big news, you know, we'll get to Kobe Bryant at the end. Uh but uh, Zion Williamson had his first his debut in the NBA, and it was electric. Right, he scored 17 points in a row in the fourth quarter, um, and uh, yeah, it was it was a sort of a cool moment. Every it was getting a lot of hype. 
He's, uh, you know, everybody's expecting quite a bit from him. Uh, but this is what I got to say from seeing him play. I don't see him lasting from a health standpoint. I think that his game is way too fast for that body. All right. So <laughs> I don't, I hope, it, I, I hope I'm wrong. I hope I'm wrong, but I don't see that guy having a lo- a real long career uh, from a physical standpoint. Major League Baseball, a few things happened while we were out. So Derek Jeter and Larry Walker both made it into the Hall of Fame. And Derek Jeter was one vote shy of a unanimous choice. And I want to ask, I don't know who it was, but what the hell's your problem? Okay. Yes. Yeah, Ser- like, come on. Like, Dan doesn't know anything about baseball, yeah, and, and know, he knows that Derek Jeter should yeah. have made it in unanimously. Give me a break. Yeah. <laughs> you know. You, you know what it was? Derek Jeter probably slept with his wife. Seriously. <laughs> okay. There's and then, something. and this is actually really big news, Dan. Did you actually have you been have you been following the Astro sign stealing deal? This no. is this is a big problem. So you know, cheating is a big deal, right? Clearly, like when you cheat, yes. it's bad. Yes, right. Well, and everybody knows that people cheat in baseball. It's like the game of cheating with steroids and hitting home runs. Okay, well, you know, allegedly, right? Sure. Okay, well, st- well, steroids have sort of been you know moved out of the game. Moved. Like you know, no, not everybody's you know on steroids anymore. Okay, yeah. so good. Yeah, so we like, moved on. Yeah. We got that behind us, and now they have so, this giant scandal about stealing signs. They uh, Alex Cora lost his job from the from the. Um, uh, for the Red Sox, he was a, a manager for what he did when he was at the Astros, and then Carlos Beltran was about to be the new manager of the Mets, and they didn't even take him because he was also implicated in it. And the Dodgers are pissed because they were affected by it and potentially didn't win a World Series because of it. So um, I don't blame them for that. And we're gonna work that that story's not done. It is a big, big, big deal. So stealing their like their secret sign, their hand yeah, signs? yeah, like the the signs from the from the um, from the catcher. Yeah, and they were, and they actually had there. There's there's an ar- arguments or some information that said like people had like little uh, tappers on their inside their their um, inside their jerseys with like they would hit like beep 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 so you would know if it's a fastball curveball. No. Yeah, huge deal. So someone would watch the pitcher. Yeah, with and like then binoculars beep, beep, beep to yeah. the batter. Bina- yeah, binoculars oh to the God. to to somebody hitting the beep 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 and like right yeah. and then wow oh yeah it's very bad. because that's always been kind of a gentlemanly thing like. Listen, well, yeah, baseball. You know we're throwing signs. We're kind of shielding it, but yeah, he's like, he's like, yeah, like, see, it's got his no legs. signs, right? He's like, you know, hey, just don't look at the dude's crotch. Yeah, okay? come on. I mean, come on. Um, okay, and then moving on to the UFC. So UFC two forty six was in attendance for that one. Um, I felt I was starting to get the feeling. I am headed to the Super Bowl tonight, uh, a little bit after the show. So I am getting the feeling like I, I'm a little bit like America's guest. You know, like, like I, I you know, been doing a decent amount, right. my, my, and I'm still married. You know, my yeah. wife is still okay with me. Yeah. Um, but well was done. was in attendance for UFC 246 with McGregor's uh, return to the octagon. Um, uh, watched Holly Holm have another victory, which is amazing. The fact that she's still doing that that at her age, uh, and she looked great doing it. Um, I was there for the the night before the fight, and then my wife came out on Saturday. Uh, had a fabulous time. Got a chance to spend uh, a decent amount of time with Connor's team and my my good buddy. Uh, and the notorious one uh, wins in a whopping forty seconds against the cowboy <laughs> uh, yeah. Donald Cerrone. Um, I was expecting a better fight. I certainly will take a 40-second win any day. Uh, and Cerrone looked like shit even after 40 seconds. Uh, McGregor gets out unscathed, practically didn't even get touched at all. Uh, the shoulder move that he did to jolt uh, Cerrone I thought was a brilliant move. And it must have knocked him off of his game a little bit because then McGregor caught him with a, a kick to the face. And then it was all over. He, then the guy got punched in the eye like three or four times, and he looked like he got beat up for an hour. And it was literally only forty <laughs> seconds. So uh, I want to I want to play that um, 
I want to play his uh, his post fight interview. I'm here with the winner, Conor McGregor. Conor, that was about as clean and decisive a first round as you could ever get. You hurt him in the clinch with your shoulder. Is, is this oh, something that you've worked there's on? There's Joe. Yeah, yeah, Joe yeah, and I, I talked about it. He's like, ah, he's like, he's talking normal. He's like, Ireland, baby. I mean, he's a, he's a showman. He's a big, he's a great, he's showman. A great showman. I'm the fourth fighter in UFC history to, to, to secure knockout victories at featherweight, at lightweight, and now at welterweight across three weight divisions. And you know what I'll say about him too? Like you, you people might think he's a bragger, but I think he's a. He, there's something still somewhat humble about him. Yeah, there is. There's. You know? some, he, he's an interesting dude. He yeah, really he's is. fucking awesome. Yeah. Well, think of just how he's so good on the mic after a fight. Thank you all for the support. Right, like he's articulate, but he's getting the crowd. Go- I mean, yeah. the whole like he he's, is a showman. He's spectacular. And as so, far as being confident, remember uh, there was this guy. What was his name? Uh, Muhammad Ali. Yeah. Remember that guy? Yeah, yeah. He was a braggart. Yeah, he would always talk about how he was the greatest, and we loved him for it. Yeah, and yeah. I, I don't know. I love McGregor dare, for it. Dare, like, uh, yeah, but dare I say, like to, to my comment about humble bragging, I, yeah. yeah, I feel like Connor is better at a little more humble bragging than than Muhammad Ali. However, I have seen clips of Muhammad Ali and his losses. He he he's back to he, oh, he does right? have some some humility there. Yeah, yeah, which I appreciate it. So went to the VIP after party. Total cluster, nice. you know what? But uh, <laughs> you know, finally made it into the into the VIP plus area um, after my ego got shot down for a few moments. Um, and had a fantastic evening partying with uh, you know McGregor and his crew. They didn't crew. want to let you in. Or well, What's not there. I didn't. I I was on the VIP list, but I know there was a VIP plus list. Oh, so when gotcha. I found out there was a VIP plus list, right. I said, "Well, no, no, I ain't going to the VIP area. I'm going to the I VIP go, plus." Right. Like, well, you're gonna have to wait. I'm like, "Oh, okay, I'll wait. I don't <laughs> care wait. how long it is." <laughs> Five in the morning. Right. <laughs> I just kidding. Right. All right. So I'm excited to see the next uh, UFC 247 John Bones Jones fighting again. Um, so I, I'm gonna. I'll, if I'm not there, it's on February 8th. I don't. I'm not gonna be able to make it, but I will buy it again. So. All right, with that, I want to move over to a quick recap of the NFL playoffs before we do a, a Super Bowl preview. And I got plenty of texts again, Dan, about how shitty my picks were. But <laughs> Oh, really? But you know what? At the end of the day, I was looking back at it. I picked the Buffalo Bills to the, – the, 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 the big crazy pick was the Buffalo Bills to win on the money line, and they totally got screwed out of that game. You know, f- losing to the Texans in overtime. Um, I was wrong about the Patriots. They got run over by the Titans. And for those yeah. of you that think that the Patri- Patriots dynasty is coming to an end, think again. Tom Brady back in a Patriots uniform and mark my words, Patriots Super Bowl 55 champions. Everybody else. <laughs> you heard it piss here off. first. All right. The Vikings, the, the <laughs> Saints got screwed again. Okay. A couple terrible calls on, by the against the Saints again for the Vikings to beat them in, in overtime. That was like one of the things I wanted to bring up to Breeze while we were peeing next to each other, yeah, yeah. but I didn't have the heart to do so. I didn't want him to pee on my boots. Well, yeah. <laughs> um, the Seahawks, who were our dark horse, remember? Yes, we had money I on do. them, 6700 yes. if they won it. They beat the Eagles with, in a real yawner, 17-9. to nine. And then the next round, this is how long we haven't done a show. There's been multiple no, it's really games. Been it's been a while, right? <laughs> I'm sur- I hope we still have listeners. Um, so then the Vikings, Kirk Cousins doesn't do enough. Then the, the 49ers run all over them uh, 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 with the 49ers. Vikings, the Titans, 
smoked the Ravens, and they were our other team. Remember, we mm-hmm. had the Ravens, who were the favorites to get mm-hmm. to get mm-hmm. to the Super Bowl. And I gotta say, I've been giving. I gave Lamar Jackson credit all year for being awesome, and I gotta say that he melt had a meltdown in that game, which I'm, I'm sure everybody else saw. He throws a pick. It wasn't necessarily his fault. It did go off the receiver's hands, but the ball was definitely high. Okay, so it was a bad pass, dude. And then he goes, tackles the guy out of bounds, throws him out of bounds, gets a penalty, and the, and he his immaturity showed for the rest of the game. He was throwing ducks all over the place. And, and the poor guy, if you watch him in the Pro Bowl, I didn't see him throwing ducks all year. He threw ducks the rest of the game, and he threw ducks in the Pro Bowl. I hope to God... He gets his shit back together. Now, granted, he was the MVP of the of the Pro Bowl, but because I am still a huge Lamar Jackson fan, but I was super disappointed in the way he responded after that pick, and I was super disappointed in the way that John Harbaugh coached in that game because he should. I, I, I was watching, and granted, the the coverage from TV, Dan, is very good, but. Yes. John Harbaugh is a freaking coach. He's looking in the eyes of Lamar Jackson. Yeah. I could tell that he was losing his cool. And so what does John do? They, they let him. They put the ball in his hands on multiple fourth and shorts. He ran a quarterback sneak play inappropriately. Okay, he didn't run the quarterback sneak the right way. Got stopped, and then he ran a four, uh, another fourth and in, in short. They ran a, a power run play off the tackle, and he went straight up the middle. When all of his blockers were off tackle, he would have got a first down. Both times, if he would have done the right thing, he would have got a first down. So John Harbaugh, in my opinion, should have seen the fact that he was losing his cool, and it's okay to take it out of his hands a little bit. You know, like you're telling me that that you're gonna that Lamar Jackson's the only way you can win that game. Um, um, so I was disappointed at John Harbaugh. I saw him laughing a little bit at the end of the game, which I didn't appreciate. And really? I'm still on the Mar Jackson bandwagon, but I was really disappointed in his maturity after that first pick. Um, let me see. Where else am I? I got a little rant there. Let me get back. So then the Texans-Chiefs game in the divisional playoffs, that was the game where the the Texans laid an egg after being up twenty one nothing and you're like oh my god and the Chiefs come back and win fifty one to thirty one right then the the Seahawks lose to the Packers which was a good game but the Packers deserve to win that game and then now at that after at the end of that day Dan yeah we got no more money in the freaking no. in the deal nothing. okay we got nothing now the only thing we have left is a big money squares thing you know where you get the money on the squares and you get yeah. the numbers yeah, yeah. and our numbers because we're in this together sure. are two okay. and zero. Zero's good, okay. two sucks. Okay. The only reason I'm not over the top pissed about that is because now that you have a 35-yard extra point kick, we do have a chance that someone's going to potentially miss an extra point, but two and zeros normally suck. They're better this year now that, or now that we have a longer kick. So then the Titans, the Chiefs uh, do stop Derrick Henry. Okay, because he hadn't been stopped for the last three games. Derrick Henry had the the best playoffs of any running back in history. Okay, the Chiefs uh, dominate the Titans, uh, a, a deserving win, uh, and did a great job. the The, the Chiefs' defense are the only is the only uh, sort of unit that's not getting talked about for the Super Bowl. Okay, um, I I still I'll get to my predictions later, but okay. I I, okay. I think the Chiefs deserve a little more credit on defense, and I still love the Honey Badger. Then you got the Packers and 49ers. I mean, Rodgers had a uh, Aaron Rodgers had a great game. 31 to 39 for 326 two touchdowns but he threw two picks. 
The time of possession was close. You would have thought, even though the 49ers had this vaunted running game, time of possession was 31-29, right? So it was very close. Um, And, you know, the the 49ers dominated that game. And it's it's beautiful to watch all of the best teams that I ever played on as a a quarterback. I I was like a Jimmy Garoppolo type of player, right? I had a great running game. I would make very few mistakes. I would make critical throws when I needed to and just like they do and I because I genuinely love I loved being on a team that had a great running game I was never a quarterback that wanted to throw the ball 60 times and have feel like that I got almost as much joy out of watching a beautifully designed and beautifully blocked and beautifully ran running play yeah yeah Um, and I actually saw uh, Emmanuel the receiver from the 49ers and the media day he was actually genuinely talking about enjoying blocking and watching the running back run by him (laughs) yeah yeah Uh, and I you know, I've only had to got to experience that a couple times, and it was way back in high school. But uh, it, it is a great feeling, and I love the 49ers running game. So then you look at the the, the Super Bowl 54 preview. Okay, so we got the young gun and Kyle Shanahan. Okay, yeah, yeah. versus old school Andy Reid. All right, and I loved Kyle Shanahan's quote. He shows up in like a black hoodie. Everyone else has these white, you know, outfits for the, you know, for the media day. Mm-hmm. He shows up in a black, uh, uh, you know, uh, you know, ho- hoodie, and they're like, "So how come you didn't win? You know, wear the, you know, these right. these outfits?" He goes, Are "You kidding me?" <laughs> I was like, "They're like, you have to wear it." And he goes, "I guarantee Andy Reid is not showing up in this marshmallow looking thing." <laughs> He goes, he's going to show up in a Hawaiian shirt. Sure enough, Andy Reid's, you know, he's a 300-pounder. <laughs> right. He's got this big red Hawaiian shirt. So, you know, old school Andy Reid versus the, the, the young gun Kyle Shanahan. Um, Kyle's dad, Mike Shanahan, obviously everybody else knows except for you, Dan. That's true. So he was a coach for the Denver Broncos, won okay. su- two Super Bowls. This nice. is the first time that there's been a father-son duo coaching in any championship at any level. Oh, seriously? Which is kind of cool. Wow. Okay. Right? Um, he, I also am looking for Kyle to get redemption for uh, the huge Debacle that happened when he was the off- offensive coordinator at the Atlanta Falcons. Mm-hmm. Okay, in Super Bowl fifty, what the hell, fifty one, when they he was at the Falcons, they were smoking the Patriots, and then yeah. the Patriots had the biggest comeback in Super Bowl history. Um, but that's a totally different team. So yeah. the Falcons were they had they got you know Matt Ryan throwing the ball down the field with Julio Jones. It didn't have a, a, a any any real power running game, and it was a totally different offense. And Kyle still got him to the Super Bowl. This team that has been designed by him and John Lynch and 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 the way they've put this team together is completely different. The running game is completely different. It looks like his. Dad, Mike Shanahan, two right? Like, and you when you listen to Kyle Shanahan talk about his father, it you know almost wants to bring tears to your eyes. And you see Mike Shanahan at the games; it feels good, it looks good. The creative running game that I've seen from the 49ers all year, and more importantly through the playoffs, is going to continue. Okay, however, the Chiefs stopped Derrick Henry. But Derrick Henry and that running game was more powered straight down your throat, not very creative. I predict that the Chiefs will not stop the 49ers running game, okay? Mm. And the best defense in the NFL with in, in the 49ers is going up against the best quarterback in the NFL and Patrick Mahomes. I don't I don't so it's Mahomes versus versus Jimmy GQ. Mm-hmm. So you know you've mm-hmm. seen Jimmy Garoppolo yet? He's the quarterback for the 49ers. You, do you know what yeah, he even looks like? I think so, yeah. Great uh-huh. looking guy. And like yeah. no even every even male and female announcers, no one can even talk about him without saying, Look at that jawline. Like it's, just, it's almost uncomfortable. It's a, yeah, a little bit. Like, like and you can on. see he's uncomfortable. Yeah. 
it's like it's like dude like enough already can we yeah you know yeah. and it, and now he was also the quarterback that got a hard time for dating a porn star about nine months ago if you remember <laughs> oh, I didn't yeah it's like what do you really? know he's like he's like i didn't even know and it's like and, oh, he and, didn't know and then right. they pointed it out he's like okay i'm not dating her anymore fine okay it's like too funny which one <laughs> I forget. No, we'll we'll look her up later. Yeah, I'm sure. Uh, okay, so you know Mahomes versus Jimmy GQ, right. the best defense in the NFL versus the best quarterback who can move around. But the 49ers can rush the passer with four people. Whether they can keep him in the pocket remains to be seen. Right. Um, Mahomes does get lucky at times, but he's got the best arm in the league that he can he can and he can throw from any position whatsoever he can practically throw looking up the opposite way over his shoulder underhand you name it. So. The only way that the Chiefs will win is if Mahomes doesn't make any mistakes, but he will I guarantee you he will be close to getting intercepted. But if he gets intercepted even once, heaven forbid, twice, there's no way they win. He's gonna have to take shots. If he gets lucky, they have a chance to win. Otherwise, the 49ers are going to he's there's no doubt that Kyle Shanahan is gonna be able to creatively figure it out. He's He's going to have a game plan. There's going to be things that 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 uh, the, the Chiefs have never seen, and I know he's committed to doing it. And Jimmy G, Jimmy GQ, has got a lot to prove. He went six of eight in the NFC Championship game, mm. the lowest passing attempts in the modern history of the game. He threw eight passes, okay, <laughs> NFL, NFL, in an NFL game. So when I say he has a lot to prove, I, I mean that like people think that he's just he, all he's doing is just not making mistakes and they're not giving him a lot of credit, okay? Mm. He's only, he hasn't started that many games. Mahomes hasn't started that many games. This is great for the NFL. Two young quarterbacks, yeah. the future of the league, but make no mistake, Tom Brady's back next year. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but... I say, um, again, here's here's what's going to happen. Okay. The 49ers are going to win yep. by way more than three points okay. right now, uh, but at least by three. I, I think it's going to be more. I don't see any way the Chiefs win. The Chiefs are minus two, so they're the favorite. So yep. my money's on the my money's on the 49ers in the money line. Okay. I, I I've produced all kinds of marketing materials. I got so much shit. I got stuff that looks like 49ers fans, and I got stuff for, for Chiefs fans. I got all I mean, I wait till you see some of this Instagram shit I'm gonna be throwing out. Oh, seriously? Yeah, I can't wait. So <laughs> all right. So 49ers win by right. more than three. Okay. All right, you're ready now. Let's shake it over to pop culture. Give me my new song. Now, you guys remember this song, right? It's by Florence and the Machines. I never knew that the chorus was Shake It Out. Here it comes. Shake it out, shake it out. Shake it out, shake it out. Shake it out, shake it out. I had never knew that. So what did you think she was singing? I, I had no idea. I just, I. Because I, I'll admit, I, I didn't know either. Right. And I never gave it I, any thought. Yeah, I just, uh, I thought she was just making sound, right? Yeah. Apparently she's saying Shake It Out. Okay, Check so with that, All right, thanks, first, guys. pop culture. I finally wa- finished Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. It only took me literally $100 worth of... <laughs> Of movies in the hotel. Remember, I kept I kept buying it for twenty nine, you know, oh, no, nineteen ninety nine. Really? I literally bought it like four times in my travels at the hotel. Could never get through it. Well, then it's I long, yeah. Finally caught it on a Delta flight up to uh, up to Utah and back, and okay. finished it. It was so long, I I I I didn't love 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 it, but yeah. I but I loved it. Yeah, right? but yeah, but the biggest reason I loved it is because I realize I love Brad Pitt. And I really, 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 really like Leonardo DiCaprio. 
Yeah. They're fucking awesome. Yeah. Okay. You know, and I, we'll, yeah, I've not been a fan of Leo's for a long time. I always felt like he seemed too young as whatever character he was playing. Right. I love him in that movie. He's good. He's so good. You know, Luke Perry's He's cameo so is good. good. Your yeah. man Luke. Yeah. yeah. The whole the whole shit with uh, you know with the with all the hippies out uh, on the ranch. That was weird. Uh, that was yeah. a little scary. So good. Uh, but I will say this, you know, no you know, no, I you know, I'm I'm you know, no offense to Quentin Tarantino, but you can you can you can shorten it up a little bit. He could have. You know, you he can could've. shorten it up a little bit. He was bit. taking his time. He really How how, how many minutes was taken up by Brad Pitt just driving around. Just driving around, <laughs> sort of like, right? Like, literally, oh. just driving around. But, you know, great, great movie. Great movie um, also, from a movie side, we took the kids to see Cats. Ooh. Right. The biggest so waste of you, money. Yeah, did you see it then? I saw it in the movie theater. Okay, oh, wow. for, was it? for 80-some dollars. People were talking like it's the worst movie ever. But uh, I, I can't, can't take this this uh, f- this comment as my own. I, uh, my sister-in-law told me told us this from some Twitter feed. but So I, I don't know who it was, but I think it was hysterical. And it was, this person said, I went to Cats, and I kept thinking, when is this going to turn into an orgy? <laughs> really? And I swear, I, felt, I thought the same thing. Like they, a, they they dance so like sexually oh, and like really? even even Taylor Swift like I love Taylor Swift and like you can see it you can tell it's her face but she has this little look on her face like she's so innocent and just a little pussy cat but at the same time she's dancing like you know like like yeah. she's a prostitute right you know right and all the other cats are like prostitutes it's it's crazy and they're all. It's, you're just, yeah, you're just waiting for him to... And I up. haven't heard one good thing about it. No, no. It's got a lot of bad reviews. Oh, okay. Yeah, no. Anyway, moving on from a movie standpoint for the Golden Globes. Will you oh, give yeah, me so. some of Ricky Gervais' monologue, which oh, I love? Oh, Ricky. Get it up here. Apple roared into the, the TV game with a morning show. A superb drama. Yeah. I love this. I can't believe he gave this F you to the liberal Hollywood. The importance of dignity this and is great. doing the right thing. Made by a company that runs sweatshops in China. So... <laughs> Well, you say you're woke, but the companies you work for, I mean, unbelievable. Apple, Amazon, Disney. This is my favorite. If ISIS started a streaming service, you'd call your agent. If you do. I mean, I I think that whole monologue was fantastic. I'm sure you watched all of it. And I'm good for him. Right, you got it. You yeah, got, he he loves not pulling punches. You know, good for him. Yeah, you know whether he was uh, you know serious about never getting a chance to do it again or not. Who knows? But uh, I I loved it. I thought it was it was great to poke fun at the woke community like he did. Right. Um, right. I was also happy to see Tom H- Hanks win the Lifetime Award. He's always been a huge fan of Tom Hanks. Yes. What, what, I, what Big was on the other day. I oh, watched it, you man. know, or really? the other night. Love that movie. Yeah, what a great movie. So good. I, I started crying a little bit at the end. When Were you on a like, plane? No, it was actually, oh. I was, I, I didn't, it wasn't a plane. So you cry at home too, <laughs> all the time? Whenever you watch a yeah. movie? And, okay. and like I said, Brad Pitt, I was happy to see that he won. Um, yeah. Moving on from a from a pop culture standpoint since our last show. So you've you've heard that Prince Harry is leaving the royal family, right? Yeah, I didn't know you could do that. I didn't think so either. And I got to say- I love how one American gets involved in that little right. group and suddenly- and, and all, all instead of it, so, and suddenly it's Mexit, right? Yeah. So uh, here's have you? I, I encourage many of you if you have a feeling if you're not sure how you feel about her yet, um, I encourage you to search on YouTube, um, Prince Harry, Bob Iger, the head of Disney. Okay. And just that's all you have to do. Okay. And what? what and you'll find a clip. Okay. Of. Prince Harry talking to Bob Iger at okay. a party, and they're like, they don't know they're being recorded. Yeah, I was going to say, wh- right. who's right? But you can clearly this. tell, and they do the the ca- captions at the bottom. Okay, you can hear it and you can read it. Yeah, he's okay. talking to Bob Iger. 
while Megan is talking to Jay-Z and Beyonce, and it's super awkward, right? Like, it's very awkward. Like, there's about three feet between the, the two parties talking. Right. She's over the top with Jay-Z and Beyonce, right. and they're they're both, like, almost like, yeah, cool. Like, can we, like, stop talking and we want to move on? Really? At the same time, Prince Harry is dead seriously telling Bob Iger that Meghan Markle does voiceover work and Bob goes, "Oh really? I didn't know that." He's like, "Yeah." He's like, he's, he goes, "I'm surprised." He goes, "I'm surprised you didn't know that." Full on trying to get his fucking wife voiceover work from the head of Disney. First of all, Harry, do you think Bob has anything to do with who does the voiceover work for these shows? So let's let's check that. But it says everything about the relationship, in my opinion. Yeah, he is at a black tie event, yeah. trying to get his fucking wife a voiceover, a voiceover job. job. Like, what are you, honey, a manager? Honey, you lost all. Hopes and dreams of being your own actress when you decided to become a princess. A princess. What is, is happening? Is that not good enough for you? She's basically what gone backwards in her career. Yeah, she used to be on a show. Yeah, it's like so. And so here's the end of the here's the bottom line, Dan. She wants to be a traditional celebrity. Period. Without right, without all she's, the bull crap. She's of an being actress. a royal family. She's an actress. Yeah, and I've never met her. I feel bad saying that, but that's the whole point. I got an opinion. But here's the weird thing is you would think that Beyonce and Jay-Z would be enamored of an actual royal when, in fact, the tables are turned. Oh, you can see and it. Beyonce and Jay-Z are more royalty yeah, exactly. than the actual royalty. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. That's crazy. So, all right. So I know I didn't think that the show was going to go as long as I can feel like it's already going to go, Dan. So they're going to keep it moving. Here. Okay. Keep, let's uh, keep it one moving. more thing on pop culture. You know, the Grammys obviously happened, um, you, know, at the, you know, one day after, you know, Kobe's death. So obviously one of the great, you know, most subdued red carpets you've ever seen. Um, and I, and I did feel obviously terrible for Kobe. We're going to get to Kobe at the end, but I also felt a little bad because it was the Grammys were going to be a tribute to Nipsey Hussle, you know, the LA hip hop artist that, that got killed. You know, but it ended up being almost like he was sort of an afterthought. So I mm-hmm. felt a little bit bad about that, but I'm a much bigger Kobe fan than his. But you can't control what happens, you know. Right. So right. we're going to get to Kobe in a little bit, a little bit more. But uh, but I also want to move into politics. So give me a hail to the chief, would you? Okay, lots to talk about in politics. But I'm going to go through it quick, and I'm going to save everybody some of my rants. All right. So you saw Iraq says they want to uh, get rid of our troops, okay, because we killed Soleimani, you know, the number one terrorist on the planet, okay? Yeah, and so, the, right, so, and so apparently, you know, like, as if our country's not messed up enough, like, Trump can't even get credit for killing the top terrorist, okay? He was literally being called a murderer by the left, all right? And when I, as I'm watching that, I, I felt like, what was that one? Uh, That's how I felt. Okay, so if if Trump cured cancer, he would get wouldn't get credit. All right. However, you know he deserves plenty of some plenty he gets, but this is starting to get ridiculous. Okay, uh, Iran shoots its missiles. You know, it, let's let's be honest. Iran's thinks that they want to go back to the Persian Empire. Okay, if anyone hasn't noticed. All right. I hate mm-hmm. to bring in the history lesson here, but that's 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 not going to change. And does anyone know how many Iranians have been killed by the Iranians? OK, so so stop. OK, just stop. <laughs> All right. Anyway, keep moving. So he did. Trump did deescalate it. 
Okay, and if the sum total is a couple Iranian resp- missiles that didn't do anything, except a couple of our you know warriors have headaches, right? But now they're coming back. All right, so but that's a big deal, right? Like he's like, no, they didn't do anything. It's just really starting to bother me because of the whole impeachment bullshit too. Um, so whether that strike against Soleimani was reckless or not, uh, most people should remember that Trump took out one of the world's top terrorists, and we suffered no damage in return. Okay, mm-hmm. sometimes you got to make split decisions and kill some people. All right. <laughs> did you know? Did you see Nicholas Sandman? That, that that deal got settled. You remember the guy that had the Make America Great hat on again, and he got oh, in trouble for the Native American right, deal. Right, right. No, oh, yeah. I did not see that. So undisclosed settlement. Remember, I said undisclosed. CNN's going to pay. Yeah, yeah. It, that's. I can't wait to find out how big that was. I searched everywhere you couldn't. So that was settled. One one crazy thing. You know, again, crazy pills. Did you see Elizabeth Warren vowing that if she got reelected president, that she would read the names of all transgender women of color once a year in the Rose Garden that got killed because she's calling it an epidemic. Okay, so you heard that right. Transgendered women of color that have been killed is an epidemic. Twenty six of them were killed last year. There's one point four million transgenders total. Okay. They so technically transgender people are in fact safer than the general public. Okay, so and I'm not saying that yeah, trans. Uh, all I'm saying is that the uh, the the ridiculousness of making it seem as if that is an epidemic because five wor- years worth of transgender deaths happen every day because of opioid abuse. Yeah. The, okay. Yeah. So like like just to, let's let's to read pander, out the names of the CEOs of the pharmaceutical companies. That right. Are killing half the country. That, how about that? Yeah. I would I would support that a thousand times more. So then and then all of a sudden. So Elizabeth Warren says it. So now everybody else has got to say it. Right. And so it's like and, and if I was a transgendered person, I would be a little offended that it doesn't seem genuine. Does that make no, sense, it, Dan? It, well, and you started <laughs> to say something and I, I may have cut you off. And I think you were about to say, obviously, violence against transgender people is horrible. Of course. But. Yeah, epidemic seems a little political. Right. That, that, to, that's to, my to own. label something. 100%. Where it's, I mean, literally, 20, yeah. yeah. And so I just needed but, to point that out. we really do have a huge opioid. Yes, like, like I said, five years country. worth of that like, death happens every day. Yeah. So, but but ha- heaven forbid you take that on um, the impeachment. Well, yeah, the impeachment trial rolls on. Talk about a real yawner. I've literally watched hours and hours and hours of it. Um, it's it's it's. I can't believe it. I wasn't old and I wasn't really into politics when Clinton got impeached. But did you? Clinton got impeached for lying to a grand jury jury about having sex with an intern that was in her twenties. By the way, can you imagine if that happened yeah. today? Like, let's just let's just brush over that fact. <laughs> but him and Jerry Epstein, no, not they weren't doing anything together. No. Um, so, and by the way, he was acquitted. Yes, Clinton was acquitted by a Republican Senate. Okay, okay. just so we're on the same page. Okay. Okay. Um, so under Obama's uh, uh, um, uh, leadership. He was, you know, the GAO, the, the GAO says that, that Trump broke the law. So they also said that Obama broke the law multiple times. One important being Fast and Furious. You remember that? Does that ring a bell? That movie? Where they, no, yeah, no. Where, where during the Obama administration, they we were legally selling drugs to the Mexican cartels. Did so not he know that. so he was found to be had broken the law back then. They didn't he didn't get impeached. Um, so like this, in my opinion, like this, this impeachment is completely changing the face of our democracy, and. Like you also realize that the aid they're talking about Ukraine, that aid that was quote unquote held up was actually not going to go to Ukraine until 2021. So the only one that was really uh, put out by that was some accountant that might have wanted to do his budget early. 
<laughs> okay? And so then they also make it about how it was a, sim- a symbolic effort right. to show the Russians that we still are protecting Ukraine. Okay. So which might leads me to my last point, and I want to keep going, Dan, okay. is you can't impeach a president because you disagree with his foreign policy. Yeah, no, that's not grounds for impeachment. And, it's, and he won't. Just yeah. so we're on the same page. No. So let's pack our bags for the travel section. Okay. So uh, one one piece to talk about from the travel section. So I flew up to Snowbird with the Werbex and had an epic couple days of skiing. I had never been to Snowbird. For those of you skiers and snowboarders out there, holy cow, I had no idea that Snowbird was as gigantic as it was unbelievable and you remember two uh last year when i had the white onesie and i did the picture so i wore that for the first day it was a complete whiteout i was scared to death freezing cold my the 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 the, uh, zipper froze totally broke the white onesie will never be worn again okay so i had to go in and get like some high-end yeah, I got like $2,000 worth of a jacket and pants oh my. for like 500 yeah. on some going out of business sale. Yeah, okay. But I f- it does feel different. I bet. I feel like a <laughs> like a like I'm from Sweden or something. <laughs> like I'm like I'm a I'm a I'm, a, I'm a wealthy European. Right, right sure. Skiing in Switzerland. Right. Um so but that so that was a pain in the ass, but what an epic day. Snowbird. Oh my gosh. Very beautiful. The Werbecks are, are aggressive skiers. Love them to death. And I want to make a comment on the flight back. Literally, big-ass dog. I flew first class home. Big-ass dog in first class. And I'm talking big-ass dog. Like one of those shaggy dogs from the movie. But you know, you're the, allowed to have a big-ass dog? Big-ass dog, dude. Damn. Was it a comfort, you know? Uh, no, of course. Well, whatever. What, and you see, sympathy dog? And what did you see called? that this week they're trying, they've actually tried oh, yeah. to crack down on it finally. Oh, yeah. Right. Like about No all more stuff. therapy chickens. Right. In the cabin. So on this plane back to LA, there was seven total dogs. I watched them all because I, I got on first. Seven. It was crazy. Um, so one more point about travel. So I was supposed to go up to Park City again for the first week in a Sundance and do oh. some skiing and spend some yeah. time with some work folks. But I got Dad of the Month Award. So this is a little humble brag about my kids. Oh, my. So, and it goes with travel. So it's supposed to travel to, for Sundance, but I didn't because our oldest daughter um, made it to the finals for the re- like the local spelling bee, okay? Oh, really? Of all the second graders in her class, she was the only one to make it. She nice. competed against all kinds of other schools, right? Yeah, okay. yeah. Okay. So if you've never been, if your kid's never been in a spelling bee final where they got to go up to the microphone, say the word, spell the word, say the word. It is one of the most intense things <laughs> I've bet. ever seen. Not just from our kid. It was intense for every single kid that went up there. I, cu- I had to go to the back row. I couldn't take it. And I was filming every time that, <laughs> that our oldest daughter went up there. So it was like round one. It was like, oh. Okay, she spelled it right. Oh, yeah. And then round two. Okay. <laughs> round three. Oh. And so she made it to all the way to round six. And in wow. around in around five, so I have this this theory. Like Brooklyn has a fantastic like picture mem- like uh, photographic memory. Yeah. So we tr- we practiced all the words that we were given, and she knew them all because wow. she's got a great memory. Wow. But she doesn't know how to phonetically spell anything. <laughs> okay. Okay. So so now we're going into round five, and Uh-oh. they say they say okay, these are the first round that we're going to do words that are not on the list that you pre- that you receive. Oh no! So you know, Christine's oh, no. sitting in the front row. She gives me this look like, oh shit! Oh, so no. she gets lucky and she gets the word bugs, bugs, like, uh, bugs, just okay. bugs, and, and you're like, 
okay, like she should do hey, this. Sure. So she gets it. We're like, yes, okay, first word. Come up, come up for round six, okay? She gets the word slowly. Okay. And then the guy, or I'm sorry, sloth. And then the guy Ooh. talks about it. As, it's an animal that moves slowly. And then she and it says sloth again. So then she says, starts spelling sloth, except she's starting to spell slowly. She says S L O W. And then she stops and she goes, Can I start over? I'm thinking, Oh my God, you can't start over in a spelling bee. So they let her start over. They do. Apparently they do. Okay. And wow. so then she literally, like, full on goes S L O W L Y, sloth. <laughs> and she's like, I'm sorry, that's incorrect. And she goes off the stage. But then you're like, you're like, but great showing, right? Right. Because everyone Very else, great. like, everyone else got knocked out in round seven. Yeah. Right, so she made it to the second to last round. She wow. did so amazing. And the next kid that got knocked out, she wa- the ki- that kid walks over and she says to him, like, you know, great job, right? Like, oh, like you, you, and we got all these great compliments. She's she's a freaking awesome kid. But talk about spelling bee, freaking anxiety. <laughs> yeah, I holy can't shit. Imagine. No, thank you. So now I say, how do you spell sloth? Yeah. Well, <laughs> how do you spell cloth? Right. How do you spell broth? <laughs> You know, anyway, S-L-O-W. trying to hammer it home. So what what an experience. I, I, I hope any everyone else gets a chance to feel that someday because it's freaking intense. Okay. And finally, we're going to cross over to Brooklyn's Bridge. Speaking of Brooklyn, crossing over to Brooklyn's right. Bridge for the last part of the show. We hope you stick around because then you're going to know. All right. As I said earlier, I, we apologize for the, this much time between shows. We were actually going to do the show last Sunday, but I just couldn't do it with Kobe dying that day. Yeah, right? it was a little, uh, yeah. Yeah. And it, and it, and it, like I, and I couldn't also help but think that this, that he, we had to use it as an anchor for you know this episode, Brooklyn's Bridge. Okay, and we'll get we'll get to that point. So I, this this his death felt different, felt different, right? Mm-hmm. And it felt different for multiple reasons that you know, certainly than any other entertainer, quote unquote, you know, because you kind of expect entertainers to die, right? Like it's not a it's not a big shocker when a rock star overdoses, yeah, you know. Right. But but when you know it's not the sports heroes, you know. Like mm-hmm. that's that doesn't mm-hmm. happen as much. Um, and what did you call it? What did you call it earlier today, Dan? What watching? Oh, sadness porn. When yeah, we were watching the Shaq. It's a, yeah, it's a, it's it is crazy. I feel the yeah. same way. Like watching it over and over. But I loved Kobe. I felt I feel felt and feel so fortunate that I was able to grow up in Chicago and watch Jordan, and then I got to you know and and got to go to school in UCLA and and really grow up watching Kobe and, and seeing that happen as well. So I I I love the dude. I know he was a polarizing figure to many. And I know plenty of people hated him for that deal in Colorado where he sexually assaulted the girl, and you know, and they came to an agreement. But what a comeback that he that he did, and what a, what a way to change and be able to, to to have so many people forget about that. I thought that was also a like an unbelievable turnaround, right? You know, he went from being hero to villain and back to hero, and, back to, yeah. and that was yeah. that's pretty remarkable. You know, you don't yeah. get to do that. You, you, no one has done it that well. No, once you're you know? once you're a villain. Typically, you're and, and the way that he became—I mean, I'm sure he was—he was always going to be committed to his daughters, but then the way he was committed to his daughters, and it was just—it was spectacular, spectacular, uh, and it was truly amazing and heartwarming to see the way that people have reacted. You know, all over the world, obviously, he's a big freaking deal. Uh, you know, especially the likes of the, the Shaquille O'Neal's and the, and the Jerry West and all the yeah. other sports celebrities that admired him, and you can tell truly, truly cared about him. Yeah. You know, oh yeah. So with that, I want to play, and, and you, you'll feel why we put it at at Brooklyn's Bridge. You know that, like, you know, as we keep going. So give me the Shaq clip, right? 
It, it definitely changes me. I have to, because I work a lot. You, you, you guys know what I do. I, I, I work probably more than the average guy, but I just really have to now just take time and just call and say, I love you. Rick Fox call, finally called me and said, man, I love you. He thought Rick Fox had died, he too. He shall call me. So I'm going to try to do a better job of just reaching out and just talking to the people rather than always procrastinating because you never know. Life is too short. I never, I could never imagine nothing like this. And so, I mean, you get the point on that. I, oh, I yeah. hope. Tor- right? Shaq was torn up. You know, and, and for, you know, I, I'm, I really, I feel like, yeah, I feel like I'm going to use it just like he said. And I, and I, and I appreciate what he said. He was torn up and to see a guy like Shaq, you know, feeling that way was saddening. But again, what's the point of Brooklyn's bridge, Dan? Uh, bringing people uh, bringing, together. Bringing people together. Okay. All right. So give me give me the the first of the two clips from Kobe. Give me that first Kobe clip. Seventeen years old. The hunger, the motivation, and the desire to be the best possible basketball player that I could be. With the 13th pick in the 1996 NBA draft, the Charlotte Hornets select Kobe Bryant from Lower Marion High School in Pennsylvania. And li- now listen to what he says here. Coming up. I had a purpose. I wanted to be one of the best basketball players to ever play. And anything else that was outside of that lane, I didn't have time for. I made that deal with myself at 13 years old. So everything I saw, whether it was TV shows, whether it was books I read, people I talked to, everything was done to try to learn how to become a better basketball player. Everything. Everything. And so when you have that point of view, then literally the world becomes your library to help you to become better at your craft. You know, and, and so when I, I use that, I basically just replace basketball player with person, right? Like right. Every, every, I've listened to that one you know, 20 times and I, I'm taking it to heart. Like I'm, I'm, I'm using his death to, uh, to really, to really make make it like look at things differently almost like a near-death experience right does that make sense absolutely and especially yeah. with the with the with my with the girls you know and mm-hmm. really and like mm-hmm. not just saying it like I, I can tell that i'm looking at it differently for the first time and i hope it you know re- legit like really really it's a different feeling yeah you know, oh, i've yeah. always felt that before but this is a different feeling it's almost mm-hmm. like eye-opening he's he's 41 I'm, I'm about to be 40 like it's it's just like it's it's different um so give me one more kobe clip before we wrap everything up because i think this is this is in this is this is telling and the the fact that he, you know how interesting he was he's about to uh you know talk in italian so give it give yeah. it to Le cose così, però ritornerò sicuramente in Italia per aiutare gli, i giovani eh, a giocare a giocare questo questo gioco che è bellissimo. <ride> però per me giocare professionale o ancora no, questa porta è chiusa. So he, bas- doesn't, he doesn't even sound like an American. There. No, so so basically <laughs> they were asking him what he's going to do when he retires, and he says the same things: go to the office, work, write, things like that. Return to Italy to help the youth. To play this beautiful game, it's beautiful. But for me to play this game professionally, no. This door is closed. So now the door on his life is closed. And I, mm-hmm. and like I said before, I'm personally going to use it as similar to that near-death experience. 
you know, hugging the kids more, making sure that they, they understand and that they're, that they, they know how much you love them. Uh, and with the Super Bowl coming up, how can you not think that sports is not one of the best bridges that we could possibly have? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean, Dan? I do. Very much so. So with that, I hope you have a great rest of your morning, a truly beautiful day, or an amazing night. And remember, when you keep a positive attitude, something's always brewing. Corey Pons is back at quarterback now. Corey's in the end zone. Gets it away. Deep down the middle. Yeah, I just got it. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.